0: chapter ten of the pocket measure by pansy This LibriVox recording is in the public domain chapter ten they measuring themselves by themselves are not wise meantime could you have looked in at will coleman's room you would have found him one evening reaching to the row of walnut shelves which contained his books and bringing therefrom a handsomely bound copy of the holy bible He surveyed it with a critical eye, then blew the dust carefully from its gilt edges, commenting the while, after this fashion, My landlady doesn't look after dust much more carefully than she does after some other things. That's a fact. I really wish she would take better care of these books. I don't believe they have been disturbed in a week. Then he opened it, naturally first, to the fly-leaves, there had been times when it annoyed him to have the habit of looking at the fly-leaf so frequently that it had learned apparently to linger of its own accord there was the writing a trifle irregular as though by a hand which from age or hard work or emotion trembled a little to my dear son william on his nineteenth birthday from his loving mother eunice coleman then underneath still in the same somewhat unsteady hand search the scriptures that they may make you wise unto salvation is the constant prayer of your mother it is a sad truth that irreproachable life as he had lived there had been times when will coleman wished heartily that his bible would get over its habit of opening to that leaf for he was uncomfortably conscious that in certain things and things which she considered vital, he disappointed his mother. He opened quickly into the middle of the book, having no desire on this particular evening to linger over home memories. Besides, he was curious to know what verse in the Bible he reminded Mrs. Spafford of. It was several days since he had made a memorandum of the verse. Matters which he considered of more importance had for the time being driven it from his thoughts. Now, although he was dressing for an evening entertainment, having come in contact again with the memorandum, he paused in the act of fastening his cravat and searched for the verse. Then he read it over slowly, carefully, with a deeply flushing face, and presently with a curling lip. The Pharisee stood and prayed thus with himself, God, I thank thee that I am not as other men are. Not exactly his language, to be sure, and certainly never addressed to God. Yet this young man was fully conscious of possessing a sort of exultant feeling when he measured his fair life with that of many, he was almost inclined to say most, young men. He knew it was irreproachable from a dozen standpoints, where others, who made more pretensions than he, failed. I fast twice in the week, I give tithes of all that I possess. Had not Mrs. Spafford more than once heard him say, with a complacent air and smile, that he was as regular in attendance at the young people's prayer-meeting and the general prayer-meeting as the minister himself? Had he not, in the presence of her husband, only last week, said, with a smile and a bow, "'Certainly I always lay aside a trifle for that purpose.' in response to a paper which was presented him for some benevolent object. A paper, too, that had just been peremptorily, not to say haughtily, refused by his employer, himself a church member. Young Coleman felt the blood coursing through his veins in a very unpleasant manner. "'Well,' he told himself, "'what if I have said those things? Aren't they true, I should like to know? What does Callie Howell mean by calling me a hypocrite?' whatever may be said of me i certainly am not that thank goodness i make no professions that i don't live up to and that is more than can be said of two-thirds of the church members there it was again he thought of it even while he was excusing himself to himself god i thank thee that i am not as other men was he actually disposed to say that to god if he prayed at all would such be the language of his prayer Strangely fascinated by the simple story, he read on. And the publican, standing afar off, would not lift so much as his eyes unto heaven, but smote upon his breast, saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you, this man went down to his house justified rather than the other. For every one that exalteth himself shall be abased, and he that humbleth himself shall be exalted." then all the pride in this young man's heart rose up in rebellion and his lip curled in scorn he did not believe that he was a sinner that is not much of a sinner a nice respectable one he was he supposed judged by certain narrow theological rules but not such an one as would make the language of that prayer applicable to him certainly if to be what people like his mother and callie howell called christians it was necessary to use such language as that, he couldn't see how he could ever accommodate them by being one. For I honestly don't feel it, so how can I say it? He said aloud, adding, Thank goodness I'm no hypocrite. Then he closed the Bible with a bang, and went on with his interrupted toilet, in hot haste, and it was that evening that jenny west had been obliged to labor with him to convince him that mrs spafford had not meant a word she said then was this the end of mrs spafford's effort to speak a plain word to the young man it was by no means the end though will coleman did his best to make an end to the matter he grew angry exceedingly over the persistency with which those verses clung to him starting up to repeat themselves on the slightest provocation until all comfort in his superiority was well-nigh quoted out of this young man it was perhaps nearly a week afterward that he seated himself deliberately in his room one evening with a determination to think this whole matter out and be done with it what was there in it all that so annoyed him when he really sifted out the truth mrs spafford had not told him he was hypocritical she had merely said he reminded her of the man who was better than his neighbors no who thought himself better this was a sore spot here he winced was he then mistaken in his estimate of himself and did his better self really recognize it and did that make the hurt in truth will coleman was puzzled over his own heart i am better he boldly declared and he said it aloud now what's the use in mincing matters i'm ahead of all those fellows who belong to the church and they know it why shouldn't i why should i be expected to go around smiting my breast and calling myself a miserable sinner when i am no such thing no sooner had he said the words than that hot convicting blush rolled into his cheek again Away back in his childhood, there had been a Sabbath afternoon when he stood at his mother's knee and recited his verse preparatory to going to Sabbath school Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, and with all thy soul, and with all thy strength, and with all thy mind. Willie, the mother had said, Do you understand that verse? Yes'm had Willie replied with the delicious indifference of childhood to the deeper meanings of the truth. But the mother had continued, "'You see, Willie, whatever else you may do, however obedient you may be to Mama and kind to the poor, and good-natured and all that, if you don't love God, love Him so much that you will want to please Him all the time, want to find out His will, it all goes for nothing.' this idea in varied language had been taught him so thoroughly that there was no use in these his later days of trying to ignore it and act as one who had not been taught the question was did he wish to swing loose from the teachings of his childhood as one who had grown beyond them no he had no wish of this kind fortunately for him his education had been fair and he was possessed of fair average talent was an average logician, had looked into the various isms of the day, deep enough to see their utter want of logic and common sense, and had smiled in a superior manner on them all. A man who is an infidel is a fool, had been his composed and satisfactory method of sweeping away all these ideas from his brain. He went farther than this. He took rather more than a superficial look into the evidences of Christianity, the authenticity of the scriptures and kindred studies the consequence being that he asserted emphatically the man who rejects the bible is a fool on occasion he would argue in favor of these positions and argue well he was rather fond of arguing is it strange then when he deliberately for almost the first time in his life sat himself down to give the matter earnest thought that a voice at his elbow seemed to repeat the sentence out of thine own mouth will i condemn thee was it a bit of bewildering sophistry or was it solemn truth and the deep conviction of his own conscience that seemed to oblige him reasoning from analogy to say the man who believing fully in the bible and in christ jesus as he is revealed in the bible fails to follow his plain directions is a fool was it possible that he Will Coleman, the gentleman and the logician was obliged by the force of his own logic to condemn his hitherto much admired course in life he shifted his position impatiently and tried to rid himself of his conclusion what folly he said aloud what utter folly anyway as if a man could will himself to love a being i don't love god i suppose there is really no doubt of that Such being the case, how am I to help it? But those Bible verses, recited at his faithful mother's knee, recited again and again to a faithful Sabbath school teacher, but dimly understood then, even with the most careful explanation, clear as sunlight to-day, trooped up before him. A new heart will I give you, saith the Lord, and a new spirit will I put within you you hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Will Coleman had been entirely familiar with the theory of conversion almost since his babyhood. He knew perfectly well that his affections, so far as God was concerned, were dead, that he was powerless to move them, that they needed a resurrection, and that it was the spirit that quickened he knew also that this quickening according to the unalterable laws of the unchanging god would never take place until he himself deliberately went to god through christ and asked for new life in his soul ask and ye shall receive he knew and believed that it was just as simple as that yet he had never asked why not the simple and unpalatable truth that stared him in the face Was because he did not desire. He actually did not want to love God. Then he shifted his argument, or tried to. Well, pettishly, as a spoiled child might answer one who was arguing with him, how can I help that? If I don't want to, I don't. Shall I pretend that I do? Even as he said it, his face flushed, and he was sensible of being glad that no one was by to hear such folly instantly his reasoning mind took up a parallel and showed it to him i don't want to go to the store today. shall i then go and thus be guilty of pretending that i do is this matter of going to the store a duty if it is shall i be so puerile as to shake it off and stay at home because i happen not to want to go what have whims to do with a reasonable man's business since he was a reasoning being could he avoid seeing where such logic led him i ought to go to god on my knees and tell him frankly that i see the way clear enough i see that i am not a christian and that i ought to be and that i have no special desire to be and let him do with me as he will shall i do it awful question i ought to give back this thousand-dollar draft which i have stolen shall i when a young man reaches the point where he will deliberately say i ought and then questions shall i he is trying to stand on slippery places not for one instant would will coleman have put the claims of the owner of a stolen draft in the balance and weighed them thus but the claims of the son of god he hesitated and argued over as he walked the floor and thought of the matter he found himself unwilling to say i will do it and yet, so clear was his sense of danger, almost equally unwilling to say, I will not do it. When Satan cannot succeed in making deliberate decisions on his side, he at once suggests compromise. What is the use in trying to settle such an important question as this tonight? Suppose I sleep over it? Suppose I talk it over with someone tomorrow, some Christian? What for? asked his conscience isn't the way perfectly plain to you?' "'Hush!' said he sternly to his conscience. "'I will not be driven. To-morrow evening will be the prayer-meeting. I will go as usual. I will talk the whole matter over with someone in a reasonable manner, and settle it once for all. "'Suppose you make that long-promised call on Mrs. Spafford,' hinted a voice which he did not recognize as conscience, YOU HAVE ALWAYS RESPECTED HER RELIGION, AND YOU KNOW YOU RESPECT HER BRAINS. YOU DON'T WANT TO TALK WITH MRS. SPAFFORD, SAID THAT MYSTERIOUS OTHER VOICE, WHICH SEEMED SOMEHOW TO BE GAINING CONTROL OF HIM. SHE IS ALMOST FANATICAL IN HER NOTIONS. YOU KNOW THAT JENNY WEST LAUGHS AT THEM, FRIEND AND ADMIRER THOUGH SHE IS. WHAT IS TO HINDER YOUR HAVING A SERIOUS TALK WITH JENNY WEST? YOU NEVER GIVE HER ANY OPPORTUNITY TO TALK ABOUT THESE MATTERS WITH YOU what right have you to conclude that she is not as deeply interested in you as mrs spafford is though she doesn't keep harping on the subject all the while mrs spafford remember as good as called you a hypocrite perhaps if you should go to her she would think you were just talking for effect i'll do it he said aloud relieved that some decision had been reached ignoring meantime the last suggestion because he did not want to look closely into this plan of talking the matter over with any one for fear it would be made apparent to his own inner consciousness that effect or delay or something of that sort was precisely what he was after i'll write a note to miss jenny and ask her to accompany me to the prayer meeting to-morrow evening she never goes when she is up here i suppose because she has no one to go with mrs evans never thinks of going she is another of your church members jenny will be glad to go and then she and i will talk this thing up i'd like to have jenny talk to me i suppose mrs spafford has given her reason to think that i am not a safe person to talk with about these matters she has such a poor opinion of me and there floated through this strange young man's brain a notion that for one reason he would almost say he would like to be a christian just to show people a few things If he ever was converted, he told himself, he would certainly show that same Mrs. Spafford that he was altogether a different sort of a Christian from her cigar-smoking husband, who could be detained in the city until after time for prayer-meeting just as well as not, and who stayed at home from church on Sunday with headache occasionally. He always had a sneer for Sunday headache Christians, did this young man, and there is an excusing word to be spoken for him too during his short life he had come in contact with so many of them not that warren spafford by any means belonged to the class with which he had been familiar but it is often the case in this narrow visioned world that people are classified who do not in the least belong together young coleman ceased his nervous walk up and down his somewhat narrow quarters opened his writing desk selected the most delicately perfumed sheet of note paper he possessed and proceeded with a chirography that was almost as beautiful as copper plate to prepare his note miss jenny west dear friend can you be prevailed upon to give me the pleasure of your company to-morrow evening botheration that word was not included in the formula that was being written it was announced in explosive tones by the writer the immediate cause being that as he had the misfortune to be located in the second story back of the boarding-house where the gas did not come he was making use of a kerosene lamp which at that inopportune moment suddenly dimmed halted irresolutely for a second then disappeared leaving him in total darkness after which as a matter of dire necessity the hour being late he stumbled and grumbled himself to bed End of chapter 10